Good morning and welcome along to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio. You're listening to Rosie, where we, of course, diving into nature here in southwest London and beyond. And before we crack on with our show today, we've got an amazing show, an amazing guest in the studio. But before we do that, I need to tell you some big news because the Saturday Splash has won not just one, not two, but it has won three awards. We won some awards at the Riverside Radio Awards Ceremony last week. We won the Best Specialist Show. We won the Best Community Content. And I won the Best Newcomer to Riverside Radio. So a huge thank you to all our listeners, wherever you are, if you're in South London or beyond. Um, we've got loads more great content coming up for you and your lovely families. Now, this week, we are continuing with our Christmas season, our wintry festive season. And I'd like to welcome into the studio our very, very special guest. Hello, Dr. Danny. Hi. Hi, really Great to be here. How are you? I am good, thank you. Oh, Danny, I know that you've travelled across the London in the, the travel con- uh, disruption and it's cold and the buses are up the wall. So thank you so much for coming to be here. No, it's really lovely to be back in South London. I, I've, I've missed it since moving to North London in April. Because <laughs> you lived quite close um, up until April, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was just in Balham. So, yeah, oh. it's been, I haven't been back since, so it's really exciting to get the invite down here. Oh, well, welcome back. We're happy to have you back. Now, Danny, you, I can't wait to get to know more about you. And I know that we're going to be talking about a brilliant, amazing topic today, which people are going to love listening along, particularly coming up to, I'm going to say, Brussels sprout season. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll find out my, why that's relevant in a moment. But first of all, Danny, let's get to know you. What, what do you do? What's your job? So I'm a conservation scientist. I'm currently working between the Zoological Society of London. So you might know it for um, being the organization that runs London Zoo uh, and also Kew Gardens. So um, what I'm doing is I work on conservation, conserving animals. And now that I work at Kew, a little bit of plants too. (laughs) That's amazing. So you're kind of one of the scientists behind looking after nature all around us and and working out how we can help it and protect it. Yeah, exactly. So... um, Um, Part of what I do is looking at um, how climate change is going to impact animals. And part of what I do is looking at what conservation interventions will actually work. What can we actually do about the problems that things like climate change and habitat loss are um, causing? That's amazing. And like focusing on the the solutions as well, because it can be quite daunting, can't it, to be thinking about the problems all the time. Now, I introduced you as Dr. Danny, but that's not because you're like a doctor, like if you went to the GP sort of doctor. It means something else slightly, doesn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. So uh, my doctorate is in zoology. So if anyone comes to me with any health problems, I'm not going to be very <laughs> useful. Um, uh, but if they wanted to know some facts about animals, I'd be really good at that. <laughs> so that means that you've studied like a really, really long time. And you've become almost like a specialist and expert in your area. Yes, exactly. So to, it's a it's a research doctorate so in order to get that what you do is you study for a PhD in the UK that takes 
about four years wow. um, and of like specialist study and you, and you become a world expert in that topic so we've got a world expert in our studio what are you an expert in what is your area of specialty so my um, area of research um, that I got my PhD in was the impact of climate change on African wild dogs wild dogs the, are they the spotty ones yeah yeah they're absolutely great they have loads of names African wild dog African hunting dog painted wolf um, but yeah they're they're really really cool animals are they your favorite animal yeah they yeah. are my favorite animal they all live in a big group and they all look after each other and they're really good fun like before they go hunting they all run around yelling and jumping all over each other and playing and it's just the most amazing thing to see in the world i think that is amazing and like i think we could do a whole show just about african hunting dogs but that isn't actually what you're here to talk about today so i would like to tell everyone that today's show is all about farts. Um, the reason for that, of course, it's coming up to Christmas season. Brussels sprout season is here upon us and we want to learn a bit more about animal farts. So Danny, why are you here? Why are you qualified? What do you know about animal farts? So I am also, as well as being a scientist, I am a popular science author Woo! and I wrote a book all about animal farts called Does It Fart? The Definitive Field Guide to Animal Flatulence. Oh my goodness. So if anyone's listening out there and they're going, oh, you know, I've got my nine-year-old niece. What do I get her? She loves animals. She's bonkers about animals. What do I get her for Christmas? Is this like a good option, like a book about farts? Yeah, definitely <laughs> a great option. We, Our parents have loved it. Um, we were a New York Times bestseller. <gasps> I've spoken to so many parents who said it really got their kids interested in reading or got their kids interested in animals. Um, and we have um, a longer version and then also a younger children's version that recently won the Blue Step. Um, Children's Choice Award in Illinois as well. Congratulations! So it's called Does It Fart? Yep. Is it okay? Can we play a, a few rounds of Does It Fart? Yes, of course. <laughs> Live I, on radio. I would love that. <laughs> I would love it too. Well, I'll tell you what, I, we should probably play some music first. Let's get ourselves prepared. Um, we'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio, where you might have just heard before the break, we are dedicating this whole episode to animal farts. In honour of the Brussels sprout season, Christmas is just around the corner, and we've got our amazing guest, Danny, here. Danny, the author of the best-selling children's book, Does It Fart? So um, I've got a question before we dive into farts a bit more. What exactly are farts, Danny? So <laughs> I can't believe I've just asked that on live radio. <laughs> well, it seems like a really simple question, right? Like, we all know what a fart is, you know? It, yeah. It, it's kind of smelly, it's noisy, it makes a raspberry sound, and it, it comes from your bum. But <laughs> when we wanted to write the book, we wanted to be a little bit more scientific. We, were, Myself and my co-author, Nick, were both scientists. Yeah. So we had to come from, like, a more scientific angle. Um, so it actually took a little while for us to decide what, what definition what we were going it? to use. What is a fart? So um, we started with the scientific term flatulence, yeah. which basically means gas produced during digestion okay. that is emitted um, via your bum, essentially. Brilliant. Uh, but we felt like that didn't really cut it because a lot of the gas that we fart out isn't actually produced during digestion. A lot of it is just oh. swallowed air. Oh, interesting. So... We, we broadened it out a little bit. We broadened it out. And, and especially with an animal, mm. not all of them necessarily really have the organs, the same organs oh. that a person might have to produce flatulence. You, okay. can have, um, you can have a cloaca, which is what birds and reptiles have. And um, animals, and, and those are used for, you know, for urinating and defecating and yep. farting. Um, and 
a lot of animals, you know, maybe only have one hole. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we needed to take a broader approach. Uh, so we decided for the book we were going to go with any gas that was emitted from the opposite end to an animal's head. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And I'm so pleased that you broadened it because I bet there's some weird things happen. The only thing I can think of is like animal farts is I've had dogs all my life and they definitely do fart. I'm sure dog owners listening along will be like 100% yes, agree with that. Are farts, <laughs> I can't, again, I can't believe I'm asking this. I love it. Are farts always smelly, like in the animal kingdom? It's, it, like you mentioned smelly. Is that like part of a definition of a fart? So we didn't use that as part of our definition. And that's because, as I mentioned before, a lot of the air that, that we fart out is swallowed. And right. that doesn't really necessarily smell yeah. of anything. Um, and so I would say that's not crucial. There just needs to be some sort of gas coming out of the rear end. Um, so the smell of a fart comes from uh, the bacteria in our guts or right. an animal's guts. And they break down the food during digestion and they produce different gases. So the smell of a fart very much depends on what you've been eating or in the case of animals, what they've been eating. Um, and there's definitely like certain foods in the animal kingdom that produce some particularly smelly farts. <laughs> oh, well, I think I think we should we should crack on with this. So your book is called Does It Fart? So why don't we play around a game called literally Does It Fart? I know that you've prepared some animals to literally ask me does it fart? And I'm going to use my best knowledge because I, I have studied animals. I've studied biology. I've worked in this this kind of realm for a while. I'll use my best fart knowledge to try and work out the answers. Does that sound OK? Yeah, sounds <laughs> absolutely great. Cool. OK, where should we start? OK, let's start with one. Let's start with, like, I, th I think quite an easy one. So, like, chimpanzees, do they fart? OK, I'm going to say that... Yes, they do, because my reasoning for that is they're qu I know they're quite closely related to humans, and of course humans obviously do fart. I also imagine they eat a bit more plant matter in their diet, perhaps, and I'm thinking maybe like cows, they eat a lot of plants and grass. So my answer is yes, chimpanzees do fart. Yeah, you, you got it, you got it. We had a lot of um, researchers that contributed to the book, so every animal, we spoke to someone who studied that right. animal, and the chimpanzee researchers said that sometimes when they're they're looking for the chimpanzees and they can't find them, and they're up in, the chimpanzees are up in the trees and they're down on the floor, one of the ways that they sometimes found them, particularly when they're eating a lot of fruit, no. is they would listen out for the sound of the farting chimps. No, that's brilliant. So it's not like you're listening for the footsteps, you're not listening for the calls, you're literally listening for their trumpets <laughs> echoing through the teeth. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, brilliant. 100%. And it wasn't just chimps, a lot of different like primates or the monkeys uh though the primate researchers they had a lot of stories about following their study animals by the sound of their farts i just love that i want everyone to imagine you're out you're a researcher you're on an expedition to find some chimpanzees you need to study them you need to learn about their behavior you can't find them so you just listen out and you hear the farting and you know exactly where to go that's brilliant so they do fart Quite similar to humans, I guess. Not not a huge amount of difference. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. All right. So what's up next? Uh, so how about birds? Do you reckon birds fart? All right. What does everyone think listening along where you are? Do birds fart? We know chimpanzees do. Do birds fart? Well, oh, this is really tricky because I, I'm pretty sure you mentioned a word earlier. You said cloaca. I've heard that before, which you've, you've kind of said it's like where the wee comes out, it's where the poo comes out, I guess, where any sort of gas would come out and I think birds have one of them 
I don't know. I can't imagine. I'm going to say birds do not fart. What does everyone think at home? Danny? Yeah, that is right. As far really? as we know, birds do not fart. So I spoke to so many people about this, about farting birds. This was the hardest one to research, definitely. Wow. Um, I spoke to people that had birds as pets. I spoke to people who researched birds. And I spoke to a lot of vets. And basically what they told me is that unless a bird isn't very well, um, right. so they can get an infection and that can cause gas, they do not fart because the food passes through them so quickly. Okay. It's, they have a really fast digestive system. So there's not really much time to produce any gas. It's just in one end, out the other. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a sign that a bird's sick if they're farting. With There is one exception to that though. <laughs> Okay, so there's a lot I, I want to pick apart there. So, first of all, how does the conversation go where you just call up a vet and say, hey, I need to know, do do birds fart? And they're like, hey, who's this? Like, tell me that those conversations were just beautiful to have. <laughs> so, as a researcher, I'm quite used to reaching out to other researchers, to other animal professionals, and dropping them an email about different areas of research. But this one, I think, took a few people by surprise. Uh, I may have... Um, Burnt a few bridges in my professional life from emailing <laughs> serious researchers about whether animals farted or not. Um, but usually I'd get in contact either on social media or via email and say, I'm researching for a book. Could you help me? And everyone was really lovely about it and really helpful. <laughs> and then you also mentioned like bird owners. And of course, they're, they're going to know. And uh, yeah, it just it surprises me birds do not fart but yeah that makes that makes perfect sense so you said there's one exception are you gonna let us into that exception or do we need to do we need to hold on no yeah i i it links very much to bird owners so the one exception to farting birds that everyone was telling me about was oh my i have a parrot and my parrot farts but when i talked to the vets about this they said yeah they're just making that sound with their mouths they're copying you farting <laughs> and that noise is coming from the from their mouth not from their that's bum. amazing <laughs> <laughs> so they've because they are so good at copying aren't they like they'll copy like mobile phone ring noises and so they're hearing the owners fart and then they are replicating. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they will do that um but we also think that probably a bit more research is needed on this because actually um we found out a lot of areas where we didn't necessarily know and there probably are some birds um for example there's a bird called the hawatsin it eats a lot of leaves yeah. it's like a much slower metabolism and no one's really looked at it in those kind of birds. So it, there may be some exceptions to this, but in general, farting birds is, is a bad veterinary sign. Like maybe take them to the vet if they're farting all the time. <laughs> and also what, what an inspirational note as well. If there are some young people listening along, want to be scientists when they're older, don't know what to study, there is a whole world of farting, non-farting birds that needs to be discovered. And maybe that could be someone's speciality. If you find out more, I think, yeah, let Danny know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm always happy to hear about animal farts. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see your, like, inbox. It would be brilliant. Emails about farts. Right, well, we, we've got more farting animals to talk about. Of course we do, live here on Riverside Radio. But for now, let's hear some more music. <laughs> 
Hello, welcome back to the Saturday Splash, where I hope you're giggling along listening wherever you are. We are talking about the amazing topic of animal farts, and we are still joined by the amazing Danny. Hi, Danny. Hey. Thank you so much for coming into the studio today. So we've learned that Danny studies, actually, your, your area of main study isn't farts itself. It's the African hunting dogs. Is that right? Yes. Um, but you've written this amazing children's book called Does It Far? And there's others as well in the series, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, have Truel Poo, which is all about gross facts and myths about animals and then also believe it or snot which is all about everything slimy in the animal kingdom <laughs> they just sound like everything my child my childhood i wish it had do you like brussels sprouts i love brussels sprouts they're my favorite part of christmas dinner i would eat them all season really round. oh yeah. okay I, I think a lot of people would be not so keen on them i think i would have like one on my christmas dinner like the the obligatory brussels sprout just to like appease people but they're not my favorite thing um and I've got a question for you. So you mentioned African hunting dogs. That's what you study. Do they fart? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, probably similar frequency to any to your domestic dog at home, really. So to any pet dogs at home. But um, they smell quite strongly. But that's not from the farts. That's just that's just how they smell. As in the dog smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, some people think it's a really nice smell. My colleagues think it's a really nice smell. I'm not quite so convinced. It's certainly a very strong smell. Musky, musky smell. <laughs> oh, interesting. I'd have to go and smell around, I guess, um, London Zoo. This yeah, we got dogs. wild dogs at London Zoo. Go and have a little <laughs> sniff around. Okay, so you've been asking me questions and everyone listening along. Um, animals, does it fart? So what is our sort of third animal that you've got that you want to ask us? Okay, so a little bit of a niche one, Ooh. but it is a herring. It's a type of fish. A herring? Yeah. A fish? Yep. Does a herring fart? I have absolutely no idea. What does everyone else think at home? Does a fish fart? I mean, if it did, underwater, that would be hilarious. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, we will go to a break and we'll come back and find out the answer in just a moment. again welcome back to riverside radio where i'm sorry if it's not your morning but we have been talking about farts i hope everyone out there is okay with that nobody's put off their breakfast um but this is brilliant because we were running up to the christmas season brussels sprouts just around the corner we need to know our facts and danny you've been brilliant at helping us you know navigate the smelly waters of the farting animal kingdom now just before the break you put the question to me and to everyone listening do herring fart so they're a type of fish aren't they Yes, yes, they are a type of fish. They're quite commonly eaten, particularly yeah. in Scandinavia. Um, but yeah, they're pretty average-looking silver fish. I'm going to say herring do not fart. That is incorrect. Ah. First one you got wrong, though. Uh, so. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so um, I think herring are one of my favourite animals to tell the story about because really? this information is actually from a published scientific paper. Um, but... The researchers were studying herring and they had herring in tanks um, in the lab. And, the, you know, they were sitting around when the lab was quiet and they heard this, like, really high-pitched raspberry sound <gasps> coming from the tanks. And they were like, what is that? What is that? And they realised that, like, when there was more herring in the tank, the more <laughs> raspberry sounds were happening. And it turned out that herring actually um, have a special duct um, on their rear end and they swallow air... Right. And they release it to make this sound. Um, and it's not for buoyancy. It's not like to keep them afloat in the water. It's actually to communicate with each other. So they are farting to talk to each other. Exactly. <laughs> 
And the scientists name these these sounds fast repetitive tick or FRT. <laughs> Brilliant. Scientists have such a good sense of humor. So the FAFRTs are being produced there's like little yeah it sounds like a fart I guess essentially a little raspberry noise that yep. they're hearing but not to do their digestion. No, not at all. It's literally um to be able to communicate with each other. It's when they're in a shoal, fishermen can actually pick up these on sonar. Really? Like farting shoal of herring. Um, and it's it's to help them with shoaling behaviour. And they think that the frequency of the FRT um, is just the right <laughs> frequency that it isn't detectable by some of their predators as well. That is amazing. That is... And- I'm so pleased that you wrote this book because otherwise this sort of information just wouldn't get out there to the public. <laughs> there we go. Herring are farting out there to chat to each other. Maybe it's their way of like sending a WhatsApp message, like connecting across the shoal. Okay, I, I know you've got one more up your sleeve that you want to ask me. So what is the final animal you've got for now? So my final animal is a sloth. Does a sloth fart? What does everyone think listening along at home? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say a big yes to this because you mentioned earlier about the birds having a quick digestive system. So it wasn't really enough space for enough time even for the the fart to be produced. I know that sloths are slow. So therefore, I'm thinking slow metabolism. Food is going through them slowly. Loads of time for fermenting gases. Am I right? No. (laughs) No, really? They also don't fart. No. So they, um, the, you're right that they're really slow. So sloths only poo every three weeks. Imagine if you only pooed every three weeks. <laughs> and is it right that they go down to the bottom of the tree when they want to have a poop? Because yep. like that's, I guess, I don't know why actually, but like they don't do it from hanging in the tree. They'll go and find a little pot. Yep. That's also to avoid predators. Uh. Um, although coming down from the tree is also a bit really risky for them. Um, <laughs> but basically if gas built up at a normal rate that it would imagine how much gas would build up over three weeks it would be an incredible amount but it's moving really slowly so it would take ages to get to the end (gasps) so if they if they get constipated for example that can happen but it can kill them if they get that gas build up in their intestines would they explode i I don't think they'd explode but i think it would be very uncomfortable and then they would die Um, so um, all the sloth experts I talked to about this, the sanctuaries, they said that if we've got a sloth with gas, we have to give it medical treatment. Wow. So they've had to come up with a different solution, which is that they reabsorb the gas through their intestine. Right. And then they breathe it out. Oh, <laughs> they're going to have lovely breath, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. So no to farts for the sloth. Did yeah. you get that right where you are? I That one shocks me. That one really does shock me. Okay, so it was... A no to the birds and sloths, but herring do fart and chimpanzees do fart. Yeah. All right, I'm going to turn the tables now on you, Danny, because I've been asking around a few friends and um, coming up with some animals we'd like to find out if they fart. So Oscar, my friend Oscar, who's um, 11, listening along, a little bit unwell in bed, but he wanted to know, does squid fart? Yeah, so I think... If we'd gone with a slightly different definition of a fart and we'd said, you know, it didn't have to be a gas, then squid probably would, they probably would fart. But they do not fart because they don't really emit any gas from the opposite end to the head. Uh, <laughs> okay. But they do propel themselves using jets of water from their siphons. So yeah. it is kind of fart-like. Okay, but I, I remember your definition about being from the opposite end to the head, like yeah. essentially the bum or 
where the bum would be in some animals. Yeah. Okay, so the, the jury's out a little bit on that one. It depends on the definition. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say if, according to our definition of it having to be a gas from the opposite end of the head, then no. But they do do some pretty cool things like squirt water out of their siphons, squirt ink. Um, so they do plenty of other gross and cool things. They don't need to be able to fart. <laughs> okay, another one for you. Sharks. Do sharks fart? So I'm not sure about this in every Ooh. single species, but there is one species that def- there definitely is record really? of it farting. I yeah. thought that was going to be a definite no. <laughs> so the, um, there's a species of shark called the sand tiger shark. Right. And if you've ever been to an aquarium, you'll sometimes see them in an aquarium and they're those ones with like the really jaggedy, scary looking teeth. Um, yes. That kind of stick out their mouth at all times. Yes. And... Um, they found both in the world and in an aquarium setting, they've noticed them emitting bubbles from, from their bum, essentially. Um, <laughs> sharks also just have one hole, so it's, it's a cloaca. Um, and um, they realise that actually they are using this for buoyancy. So they oh, will... okay. Sharks are denser than water. This is a big problem that sharks have. So they have these like really fatty livers, and that's a big part of how they stay afloat. Whereas, so if they're denser than water, does that mean that they would just sink? Yeah, exactly. To, if they didn't have these ways of floating, they would just sink down to the bottom. Fish use what's called a swim bladder, and okay. that, that's full of air. Sharks use a fatty liver. Um, oil is, is less dense than water, so it helps you float. But for sand tiger sharks, this isn't enough for them. And instead, <laughs> they also swallow gas. Right. Um, and they'll release it when they want to sink lower. And they'll swallow more if they want to be higher in the water table. That's brilliant. Imagine if humans did that. You wouldn't want to go swimming. You would want to avoid public swimming pools at all costs, <laughs> I think. Wow. Okay. I've got one more for you, but I think I'm going to ask you the question. Let everyone think about it and we'll, we'll find out the answer. This one I was really interested in. Beetles. Little tiny or big beetles out there in the world. Do they fart? Would they be eating their Brussels sprouts on Christmas Day? Well, have a little think about that. And we will be back after this. Hello again. Welcome back to the Saturday Splash. And we are still here with Danny in the studio live from Battersea. Now, before the break there, we left everyone a cliffhanger, Danny, didn't we? Yes. We I did. asked you, do beetles fart? What did everyone think? Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> so beetles don't fart. Most insects. Oh, I was hoping they would. Instead of the gas coming out of their bum, most of them just have lots of holes all over their exoskeleton, their carapace, the big hard bit on the outside, um, and they kind of come out of the sides. Um, Wood lice, which are not beetles, they're actually a type of crustacean, are notorious for this. They're basically constantly farting out of their whole entire body. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I think that uh, that's even better. I, I couldn't ask... This is like Christmas come early for me. Wood lice are continually farting from their entire body. Yep, essentially, yes. Wow. But, <laughs> but some beetles also have a different kind of gas going on at their rear end, and that's water beetles. Uh, so they actually breathe through their bum, so... Not quite a fart, but pretty cool. Danny, you were like Santa here today, just giving me all these gifts of amazing fart wisdom that I didn't know I needed. There you go, everyone. Over Christmas dinner, if conversation's light and you need to tell someone, you know, just make conversation, there are some beetles that breathe out of their bum. Yep. Danny, now the most important question. Which animal produces the biggest fart? 
So there's a lot of debate about this question because if you Googled it, it would probably say, oh, it's a whale. A blue whale has the biggest fart and the bubbles, they could fit a horse in them. But I have seen that online. But it's not true. It's ah. not true. Blue whales don't really release their fart in one big go. It's kind of like a lot of like slow, smaller bubbles. So it's not actually that big. Like it's not one big yeah, okay. load of gas. They're... It's just slowly eking out the whole time. It would be like if we didn't really have any control over when we farted at all. That's basically blue whales. <laughs> they, you know, they can't hold it in to be polite. It's just slowly yeah. coming out the whole time. I, I mean, it would be remarkable, like the diver or the scientist that was following a blue whale with a big tape measure, going, "Yeah, that's about that's a bubble about the horse shape." It it just doesn't happen, right? Yeah. So unless it was like a really really tiny horse, probably probably wouldn't fit <laughs> in there. Shetland pony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the imagery of that is just beautiful. So I think probably the biggest part it it probably belongs to a lot a large herbivore maybe a rhino or a hippo something that kind of explosively does it does it all it's big but it does it all in one go maybe an elephant um probably probably beating a whale on that front i guess with with an animal that lives in water like a whale you could almost visualize the the fart because it would be gas in water right yeah but with the land-based animals like the hippo and the rhino, it would be way harder to measure. How would would anyone even want to measure that? Well, people have done it in cows, <laughs> and they have essentially like strapped a device to collect the gas to the back right. of yeah. the cow. Um, and that's really important, isn't it? Like climate <laughs> change and you know greenhouse gases and things like that. I guess that's probably where that research came from. Exactly, exactly. But they kind of missed the fact that actually most gas that cows produce is burped out, not farted out. So oh, it was dear. it was a bit of an error on the the researchers part because you know we should be more worried about the burps the cow burps not the cow farts all right interesting <laughs> innovations coming in the future to help with that one i can't wait to see what comes up and we've also got to ask and i mean i'm gonna give a warning with this question here particularly if you are just tucking into your cocoa pops this morning having breakfast i have to ask it the smelliest fart in the animal kingdom is there can that even be judged like how do scientists do scientists think about those kind of things so it was the zookeepers that came through on this oh, one. It was definitely the zookeepers. And I actually have to say that I have the misfortune of having experienced this firsthand. Um, the smelliest fart is almost definitely seals and sea lions. Oh, oh, I can imagine. Oh, is it, it like the fishy diet? Yeah, it is. I said earlier that certain foods produce like worse gases and anything high in protein produces a lot of sulfur. But the seafood element, not only is it like producing sulfur because it's like meaty, but it's right. also the seafood element is definitely adding to that and just absolutely rancid, absolutely rancid farts. Really disgusting. Just well, so bad. I guess if anyone wants to experience that over the Christmas period, head on down to your local sea lion centre, <laughs> hang around the, the sea lions, the seals. That does sound absolutely grim. Well, yeah, you can't complain when you're sitting around having your Christmas dinner this Christmas. I don't know, maybe granddad excuses himself it won't be as bad as a um a seal or a sea lion yeah definitely not someone you want as a guest at your christmas dinner table i would say <laughs> a oh, seal <laughs> my goodness oh what a brilliant episode of the saturday splash this has been i mean we're here normally on a saturday morning diving into nature talking about stag beetles or the deer in richmond park but just in time for christmas danny thank you so much for traveling i know you used to live very locally to the studio but today you traveled from halfway across london so thank you so much for joining us have you got a nice christmas planned yeah, going home to spend it with my parents uh, back in Birmingham, but back in the Midlands. And uh, yeah, it'll be really lovely, really cosy. And I think we should remind everyone of if they've enjoyed the show today, 
how they can find out more about Animal Farts, and particularly for like the kids listening along or parents who maybe want to buy a present, the book. Yeah, yeah. So we've got um, two versions of the book. Uh, one that's bit more suitable for older kids it's got lots of scientific language but there's a nice glossary in the back to explain all the hard oh, words nice. and then we've got one for younger kids as well um and you can buy them from uh, any independent bookstore waterstones um or or online and it's the one we, we've been talking about today obviously is does it fart but there are a few others in the series people can find out and we should give a shout out as well to your co-author and your illustrator as well yeah so um <laughs> nick my wonderful co-author who actually he actually lives in the us so we've never met in person but oh. absolutely fantastic um he's been great to work with and i he was a bit it's a bit early for him this morning but uh, often we do <laughs> these sorts of things together and then my illustrator our illustrator ethan uh, who he he illustrates the older kids book and his if you see them the illustrations they're the best thing about the book I'll I, you know they're so good <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean they look amazing as well um, and what sort of age would be good for the book do you reckon so you said younger kids and older kids but yeah. have you got rough age in mind so I would say for the kids version it's probably um eight and like probably six below and then for the older kids book it kind of depends if you want to read it with your little one we've actually had some rave reviews from parents of kids as young as five Aww. but i would say if they're starting to read independently kind of eight and, a, and above oh that sounds amazing danny this has been such a fun episode Get, in a strange way i'm feeling very festive i don't know about you but it's got me in the christmas spirit thank you so so much for coming on today um yeah it's been a pleasure getting to know you Thank you very much for having me. It's been so much fun. And of course, we've got loads more coming up here on Riverside Radio today. Um, we've got sport afternoon, as always. And we will be back with the Saturday Splash next week, where we're going to be talking to our paleontologist friend, Kieran, about Christmas dinosaurs. So you don't want to miss that. And of course, you can catch up on all of the Saturday Splash episodes wherever you get your podcast. Just type in Saturday Splash for Kids. But that's all we have time for today. So thank you again to Danny. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you next week. Bye.